Welcome to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, where two bearded guys talk about Game of Thrones, the card game. Welcome back, everybody, to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, a Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Uh, today, on the podcast, we have a special surprise for everybody. Surprise! And, uh, yeah, the surprise is that uh, we started doing videos. No, I'm just kidding. That's not the surprise. But we did start <laughs> doing videos again, so uh, expect, if you're listening to this on audio... There's a video that should be right next to it or below it. Um, if you want to watch a thing while we're talking instead of listen to us. <laughs> it's called Clan Wars. Oh uh, Well, that's the video that we're going to do when we play, but I'm going to start posting all videos uh, oh, of all our podcast so that way people can consume them however they like. Oh, spiffy. Consume. Okay, but anyway, the actual <laughs> surprise is that we have a spoiler card from Pit of Snakes. Uh, so Pit of Snakes is the pack that's coming out in the King's Landing cycle. It's the third one, and it's coming out next, which I don't know what date that is, but I don't think there's a date on it. Not sure, because, well, you would think it'd be about six, seven weeks from now since the bear box came out today. Yeah, yeah, probably like between yeah four and six, I think. So, uh, But Pit of Snakes mm-hmm. is a cool name, and we have an extra cool spoiler. If you're watching the video, you're already looking at it. If you're not watching the video, then we're pushing you in suspense for another few <laughs> seconds. No, so the card that we have is uh, is a Tyrell card. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to read it, or you want me to read it? Sure. Okay. I'll go read ahead. It. Yeah. Because I I like Tyrell. Let's mix it up. Tyrell's good. It's a attachment, two cost. It's a loyal card. Uh, has a, it's a skill trait. And the text says, character with shadow you control only. Has a shadow cost of one. And attached character gets plus two strength and gains insight. That's pretty cool and right there. I mean, a card from shadows that get, that does two strength and insight. Yes. However, this is the part I, I really like about it. It's a force interrupt. When a challenge ends in which the attached character is participating, return unexpected guile and attached character to shadows. Five out of five, we're done. Two-minute episode. Six out of five. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it is a shadows card, which is pretty sweet. Uh, so it can be hidden mm-hmm. hidden from view. And this force interrupt kind of seems like it's supposed to be like a, like a balancing effect. Because mm-hmm. your character is going to go back to shadows afterwards. But both of the shadows decks that we've seen like cards going back to shadows you know oh gosh yeah just a re-trigger their ability oh my gosh so yeah so I pulled up all the cards that have shadow every text. single one of them that's crazy every single one of them <laughs> and I feel the best one that's gonna benefit from this card is uh, Banner Lion yeah, they have a lot of good cards yeah. that can happen that can do stuff in and out of shadows. Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, you know, like the obvious or Robert Strong. Now with Mandon Moore, um, but you got Cat's Paw, which is always a good one. Yeah, Cat's Paw is the one that you pay X and you can return a card that costs X to someone's hand, mm-hmm. which is pretty sweet. Exactly. Yeah, which is to an extent like a military claim. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really think Mandon Moore is going to be the one that kind of breaks the game a little bit. Well, Mandon Moore uh, with with 
Bowels. Well, you can't do Bowels. Okay, Bowels is out. That's good because if Bowels wasn't out, this card would be nuts. Oh yeah, for sure. But even with Mandamore and Regent, um, the Regent guards, um, being able to bounce him in and out, you know, several times through a round, like even if your opponent has like six cards in hand like you can pretty much get them to discard their hand or kill a character you know by the end of that round and then you know depending on which they do you can either valor which then they would have no cards in hand mm -hmm. um, because they're trying to save their characters or you know it it's just dirty yeah it's and, just yeah get it it is dirty it's like then that's kind of the thing that um, I mean, I know you still haven't played that Kettle Black deck, but that was kind of the cool part about playing a Heavy Shadows deck was mm -hmm. you can play a lot of board control and not have the downsides of it, you know? And mm -hmm. one of the weaknesses, though, was when you weren't able to figure out a way to get a card back into Shadows or off the board before you had to Valar, before you had to, like, you know, fall mm -hmm. in from favor, or things you don't really have to suffer if you're, you know, able to put stuff back in Shadows. So this card yeah. being there... You know, triggering a Robert Strong and then throwing it back into Shadows is pretty nuts. Uh, or, I mean, any card that comes out of Shadows, really. Just from the perspective of cards in Shadows are really protected right now. They don't have a ton of cards that let you do stuff mm -hmm. with Shadows, except for the Hired Assassin from, uh, you know, Targaryen and the um, Shadow Politics card that just came out. Well, that... Well, no, that's a that's an event. Yeah, but um, I mean that targets cards in shadows. It lets you discard a card from shadows, or look oh, at cards in shadows, or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just keep going back to the Mandan Moore. You know, yeah. being able to trigger him, trigger him like two, three times around. Like, that's just that's just insane. And I'm looking at like the other cards too, like Black Market Merchant's really funny because you could hit another unexpected guile with Black Market Merchant and mm -hmm. and then start having like two unexpected guiles going in and out of your of your uh you know, shadows pile. Um Or you can yeah, or you can be searching for like a pinch or another like, you know, Targaryen um attachment. Yeah, the the pinch the pinch won't do the pinch is an event or no pinch is an event sorry i'm thinking of poison coin my bad yeah pinch would be cool um you've also got like cards like uh his Dolorak, which kind of interacts really well with this card because it lets you mm -hmm. reduce the cost of things by three um mm -hmm. which is pretty sweet and there's some kind of interesting tyrell events that there's a tyrell event coming out that lets you look at um it lets you take x cards from your deck and put them into your discard pile, then your opponent has to choose X cards and put them into your hand. And if you're mm -hmm. doing stuff with his dough, you might be able to set up a really interesting, like, you know, I just discarded this card and now I get it back type of thing. Type, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Littlefinger, the new Littlefinger is pretty sweet too. So every time yeah. you're coming out of shadows, you're placing up to three cards from your hand on the bottom of your deck in any order, and then you draw that many cards. So talk about consistency, right? Yeah, and also um, uh, Varus as well. Yeah, I was just thinking about Varus because, I mean, you're going to have, in most of the, sh or sorry, again, I keep going back to this Kettle Black deck because it's the one Shadow deck I played that worked really well, but you could have up to mm -hmm. four cards and Shadows in that deck easy, right? Mm -hmm. With this, you could have five or six, which means that 
Ferris's two, <laughs> which is nuts. Mm-hmm. He costs as much as he costs to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of options. Um, you know, with that, and I I I am glad that they decided to make it loyal because that would just be broken. Yeah, if it wasn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I really like it. I'm excited to try it out. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, I mean, I'm thinking about cards that I never think about either. Like, you could play Nighttime Marauders in a Ty- Tyrell deck just because you'd get multiple triggers off of it, right? Yeah, that's true. Things like Mo- Mokuro, that one dude that nobody's running right now. That yeah, the you could <laughs> five. <laughs> yeah, talk about a lockdown, right? Like, cheat that mm-hmm. dude out with a Queen of Thorns or like a Starfall Spy, and then mm-hmm. put him back over and over again, like. <laughs> because <laughs> I mean I so this is the question I had and you might be able to answer this if not people listening try to answer this but so Queen of Thorns says um, I think this is after you win a challenge right so after you win a challenge is still yes. during the challenge yes and so that means that if you put out Morocco or Mokoro then you get to like you get to put the one of the defending characters back after you pull it out with Queen of Shadows for free. Say that again. Sorry. So, so you know, you're fine. So Queen of Thorns says that you can, um, after you win a challenge with Queen of Thorns, is participating, choose a card in Shadows and put it into play. And so yes. Morocco says after it comes out of Shadows during a challenge, choose a defending character and place it on top of its owner's deck. So, like, <laughs> that that can be really brutal. Yeah. It's like a when I woke, you know, except for you don't have to lose. No, I mean, honestly, I mean, to trigger the queen, you would have to win with her. But yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, You can bring him in and then, you know, take one of their characters and put it on top of the deck. Yep. Kind of thing. And and the nice part about that shadow stuff is it's really it's really uh, easy. It's a lot mm -hmm. easier to try to push in unopposed challenges and like kind of winning challenges because mm-hmm. your opponent never knows what you're what you have until it's out right yeah and so like well yeah well one thing i really like about it is you know this is a you know one cost shadow card it automatically goes back you know this could be a good way of you like you know bringing that card in using your character just to kind of get them um, used so you can force them back into shadows and then you use them to save your characters for when you like if you're gonna valor mm-hmm. the next turn or something. So then you still have characters on you can put out on the board, and you know hopefully <clears throat> hurt your opponent more to where you can just come back in with the shadows, you know, the next round and start doing your stuff. Oh yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, it's almost like at certain points during the game, if you if you've done stuff right, your shadows debt pile becomes your hand because everything. Yeah everything that you're playing into that pile is theoretically an ability to come back and just sit in that pile with another card. Mm -hmm. You know, so your your shadows pile gets bigger and bigger or, you know, consistently stays the same size. Yeah, definitely. And, excuse me, Um, just the shadows thing, like the economy, you know, the curve on the economy we have out now, it's, it's not a problem to afford you know to put out you know several cards out in one turn yeah 
and thinking about this right like so let's look at Mandan Moore like you're talking about so you pl pull Mandan Moore out of shadows right and that costs you let's oh let's not take into the shadows cost because we've already put them in shadows somehow right like maybe last turn or whatever so we're on a sure. turn where we have Mandan Moore in shadows and we have Unexpected Guile in shadows we pull out Mandan Moore you know right mm -hmm. he does his thing we pull out Unexpected Guile now Mandan Moore is a six bicon with insight we swing him in for a challenge uh, after all of the challenge effects resolve, which is insight, which is, you know, the claim, which is unopposed, sure. he goes back to the pile. Then for four more gold, you can pull another him out again, or even three if you don't want to attach unexpected guile to him. Pull yeah. him out again, he's standing, and he can attack again. Yeah, and if you're worried about, um, like, say, your opponent's um, doing a reset, then you have other cards like you know the Iron Bank has its due. Yep. The Region Guards, so you can get them back in your hand. If you're playing Tyrell, you have. Uh, if you're playing Knights in Tyrell, you have Mark Mullendore, who's after he come, uh, yeah. after he wins the challenge, you can pop somebody. Actually, sorry. I mean, uh, sorry that doesn't affect the Shadows thing, but it's still a pretty good card in Tyrell. Sorry, <laughs> wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going the wrong way. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's several ways to bounce them in and out. Um, if you want, you can use Clever Faint, uh, which well, is always a good card yeah. to throw back in the shadows. And uh, yeah, so I mean, there, your main objective with that card is you know either get them to discard or kill a character. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't really matter if you win or lose with a challenge with him. Yeah, because I feel like the text is more powerful. And then they have to start using like target removal to remove your guy before challenges end, which mm -hmm. means that your opponent is has less choices they can make, which makes mm -hmm. it harder to play against. I mean, and then you're talking about cards like Iron Bank will have its due. That's like not only a good way to get a character off board, but it's a great way to get a bunch of gold, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And so, like you can do the the interaction with the Regent guards and uh, Mandamore, mm -hmm. um, all in the marshaling phase if you have enough gold. Yeah, you know, to keep putting them in, bounce them back in, put them back in, you know. Yeah, and even things like uh, like if you're playing like Eleanor Tyrell and Bounty of High Garden, you could like, mm -hmm. you know, and you're playing Scheming Septon, of course, you Scheming Septon for the two. Uh, if you haven't played a limited, you don't need Eleanor, but if you have, you you have Eleanor and you Bounty to get to five. And now that five gold mm -hmm. gets you, what two or three, one or two characters out of shadows. Maybe your unexpected Guile comes back out of shadows. Uh, it's mm -hmm. just really, it's just really well set up to kind of have the money, especially mm -hmm. since you're probably setting up and running Arbor and Red Wine Straits. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I, I feel like that character is going to be the one that thrives the most with this attachment, um, by far. So, I mean, Sir Robert Strong would be really good, mm -hmm. um, but honestly, if you can get that that trigger off with him like two, three times in a round, like it's pretty gold like you can't get any better yeah and one of the things we haven't even talked about yet is the kingsguard trait so when you're running tyrell mm -hmm. and you're you're and you're running shadows tyrell you throw a knight of flowers right like the new knight of flowers uh -huh. shadows five renown after cardi control comes out of shadows stand a kingsguard character <laughs> if he's just out like you could hard play him if you want yeah uh come yeah. bring man and more of the shadows twice in a turn and knight of flowers is a can do two or three two challenges and defend or gets renowned three times a turn it's mm -hmm. it can be bonkers you know 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you think about it, like, if you can trigger Mandan, like, three times in one round, like, I think that's pretty good, you know? It's Especially insane. when you have the Scheming Septon and all that stuff that can give you gold in the challenge phase. Or, um, uh, what's that, the Bounty of Highgarden? The, the one that gives you five gold? Yeah. Yeah, that's bounty. That's just an action, so you don't have to do it necessarily in marshalling phase. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of options, and Tyrell's good with their gold anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, with you know this this uh, at the gates plot, so you're already starting off, you know, hopefully with two extra gold with Gates of the Moon. Um, plus, you have some economy cards in your hand already. But that's the benefit um, of running this shadow style yeah. deck is that you can actually run plots that normally would hurt you when you don't have characters out. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you spend mm-hmm. six, you know, four to six of your gold setting up in shadows, right? So you do mm-hmm. you do arbor yeah. and then put two cards in shadows. Like that's your setup. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then you play like fallen from favor, and you start off your first turn with what, mm-hmm. like ten gold. Yeah. And you didn't have to sack I mean, anybody. Honestly... Yeah, I mean, honestly, you can, you know, like, recurve even Cat's Paw, like, one time or whatever and get them, you know, down to two characters. Next round, you go into March to the Wall. Yeah. Now you got them down to one character with Cat's Paw and Shadows. And, you know, or, you know, Sir Robert Strong or Mandy Moore. I know I keep talking about Lannister. I just really think that they're the ones that are going to thrive with this this card well i think so too i mean they're already one of the better if not best shadows decks and since you have to run tyrell as your main house anyway there's not a really lot of of really really strong shadow stuff there i mean i'm think the only thing i can think of on the other hand would be like baratheon right because that that black cells card can get pretty nuts if you use it the right way um yeah unlike last episode but is it yeah. the right way? Uh, there can be some yeah. pretty cool stuff. Well, hold on here. Hold Black on. Sales is actually loyal. So you oh, okay. Never it. mind. See, that's the thing. is like every other deck you'd build besides besides Lannister, the, the key card's yeah. loyal. Like like Bowels of Casterly Rock, Black Sales. I mean, one, one good, uh, one good uh, character that I was looking at is uh, Sir Jairus Drinkwater. Okay. The Martell character. And his reaction is after he comes out of shadows, choose a card in your plot deck and switch it with a card in your use pile. So, I mean, that could be hmm. kind of cool. You know, cycle through your plots when you need them. Type yeah, thing. that could be interesting. I mean, if. Uh, I wonder what other kind of like Martell shadows there is, you know? Like, is that another good one? Um. The, well, the only other one that they have is the one if you win with a. Yeah, Starfall Spy. If you. Yeah, where you sweat, you swap them out. Hmm. Um, let's see. Night's Watch has only Janice Slint. Yeah. Uh, Poor Night's Watch. I mean, Mira, Mira might be kind of cool, just because the fact that she has stealth, and then um, you can bring her right out for one gold. Is Mira loyal? She is loyal. Dang it. And I'm looking right at the card too. Uh, <laughs> I, I really think that that Targaryen is the Dude. other one you go to because Targ yeah. with his Dolorak, you can discard your cards and reduce your cost, which is like a huge deal for the Shadows deck. And 
you can do it mm-hmm. once per phase to do it so you could do once during the you know and it's martial ambush or bring out of shadows so this can really help yeah. you counteract like uh certain agendas you know that you might play actually that you can't play his delorac with the agenda i'm thinking of but um, it could just help you kind of get over that gold hump yeah definitely i mean you can you know sack a card and then pull out um, Aegon, bring in an army character you know, pay one gold to put that attachment on him mm-hmm. and then bump him right back and if you had any gold left you can bring him out again if you wanted or if you just want to hold on to him for the next round yeah and look at the cost on he's reducing by three and the cost on most like shadow stuff is like five or lower it's by besides the special mm-hmm. ones right like little finger and i mean another good card is targaryen is the hired assassin <clears throat> yeah if you're able to get him back in the shadows and then bring him back out especially when that comes in like when shadow starts becoming like more meta and oh you're, yeah you're trying to like target shadows cards i thought it'd be cool because you can i don't know if your opponent's playing something the order of the shadows cards isn't random right like if they put something back in shadows from another card you know what that card is you know that's a good question and i'm not too familiar because i mean it's not like you're putting them in you know like you can shuffle your hand when you do an entry claim yeah but like with that i would think you you should be able to because i mean that'd just be too easy but that's like the kind of the targeted point. I mean, you could target a card that had a shadow token on it too, you know? Yeah. But I mean, like the the discard pile, generally the discard pile, the deck, and I'm I'm thinking the shadows pile are are set. Like you're not supposed mm-hmm. to rearrange your discard pile as far as I know. That's why things okay. like, you know, discard or dead pile. That's why things like close call matter, stuff sure. like that. And if you could just rearrange your pile at any time, there'd be no point for, you know, trying to yeah. build that up. But it, any, regardless, that card is pretty sweet because most of the cards that are going to be in Shadow at the moment, as far as I think, are cards that are going to be characters. <laughs> yeah. And if not, I mean, you, you get to see what they have. So That's a good point. I mean, like what like in our game the other day, right? Like you had, uh, it wasn't Aegon, was it? It was something else. It was like a, a bad event or something, right? Uh, like an sh- event for bad for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I could have uh, seen that coming and been like, oh, cool. Yeah. But I get uh, a Vicon out of it instead of Shadow Politics, which doesn't let me do much of anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think Targaryen would be the second best um, house for that card. I think so too. Just because you could run like Hisdo and Aegon, and then you could have the whole like army mercenary suite, you know. Yeah, and then like like you said earlier, um, the Brightwater host Tyrell yeah. character. I was gonna talk yeah. about my deck now, if you like, because I'm gonna randomly oh, yeah. build a deck every time one of these spoilers comes out. Because yeah, yeah, because it'll get my chops up. No, yeah. but the house I the deck I built for this episode uh, for this card is called Darting Shadows, and the whole point is it's kind of like a mix between. Um, like the kettle black deck and just um, like good shadows effects and swapping swapping things in and out of shadows. So um, I did run Kingdom of Shadows, which is the agenda that was spoiled from Beneath the Red Keep, which is two packs from now, not the Pit of Snakes, but after that. And it says you may include non-loyal characters with the printed shadows keyword from any faction in your deck. 
and it says increase the cost of each character you marshal by one, but reduce the cost of the first character you bring out of shadows each round by two. So okay. you're getting the benefit of the thing you need, which is shadow economy, right? Mm-hmm. At the at the downside of not have of having your other characters marshal by one. But the way I built the deck, there's probably only maybe two or three characters you're actually ever going to play straight out: Regent's Guard, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Mullendore, and then Eleanor Tyrell. And that's mm-hmm. just so you can play like Eleanor Tyrell's there, so you can play multiple copies of either Arbor, Red Wine Straits, or Bounty of High Garden. Because those are those three are limited. Um, Molendor is there because cheating cards out is great, and uh, I might take Molendor out. Um, I'm not sure that I like him in this deck because Molendor is gonna circumvent the effects of coming out of shadows, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but it is a free card that's potentially standing, or like you get a free arbor off it, or something like that, right? Which is cool if you didn't start mm-hmm. open with it. And then Regent's Guard is in there because of what we talked about earlier. Regent's Guard and comboing with, like, you know, Mandon Moore, um, mm-hmm. non-ally, so Robert Strong. <laughs> I don't know. You pick. You pick any of them. Aegon. Yeah. Or no, it has to be Lannister. Sorry. So it's just Robert Strong and Mandon Moore right now. Maybe Penny mm-hmm. or Catspaw as well. Catspaw. Um, no, Catspaw's a, an uh, ally. Okay, so then Penny can go back into Shadows if you need more Shadows triggers. But uh, Penny's in there because cheap Shadows triggers are good. Um and getting cards in shadows and out of shadows is how you play the game with this deck. So you want to make sure that you can play cheap shadows characters for like pushing challenges and claim and things like that. Um, it has Starfall Spy in it. So the non-Tyrell cards are Starfall Spy, Aegon, Catspaw, Penny, Mullendor. I'm sorry, Mandenmore, Robert Strong, and Regent's Guard. Um, so those are all ones we've talked about today. Besides Penny, uh, Starfall Spy lets you flip back and forth. Queen's, mm-hmm. Queen of Thorns lets you flip back and forth, and Regent's Guard lets you flip back and forth. We can't, unfortunately, run um, Clever Faint in this deck because the agenda doesn't let us do that. But I think we, we have enough extra stuff here that we can try to get it going. Um, Aegon mm-hmm. I put in because Aegon's really good, but the only really good army character I could find was Bright, Bright Water Host, which is what you were talking about a second ago, right? Mm-hmm. Did you want to talk about that for a sec? Or? Uh, yeah, okay. so I mean... Uh, so let me pull back up so it's a 6 cost, 5 strength military power um, army character no attachments and has reaction after you win a challenge in which Brightwater Host is attacking choose a card in shadows and return it to the owner's hand then a unique Tyrell character you control gains 2 power so in this deck we have Knight of Flowers, Queen of Thorns and Eleanor um, I think this is, for me, more of a thing to have either just a huge body on board or to swing two power and try to, like, win. And if you can get the multiple Aegon triggers with the Unexpected Guile, where you pull out Aegon, challenge with him, he goes back, pull out Aegon again, right? Mm-hmm. You can get potentially multiple Brightwater Host uh, 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 reaction abilities on that final mm-hmm. challenge, where you can maybe swing four mm-hmm. or even six power if you... If if shit gets real, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> so that could be kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the fight strength, I mean, that's a it's a good stat. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, the text is good. Yeah, there's a few more army, and there's not really any mercenaries besides the Targaryen stuff. But there's a few more armies that could be good if you just wanted big bodies. But the downside mm-hmm. is like they're on board still, and so you kind of have to you kind of suffer from that because of the plot suite. So 
the plots that I ran are at the gates, basically at the gates, gate of the moon combo, you know, just so you can start the game with two extra gold um, on top of your red wine straight or arbor. So you just have a ton to put in the shadows and play, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm running double Fallen from Favor right now. I, I don't know if I'll stick with that, but the reason I liked it a lot is because it's high claim and, or high initiative and high income, but you're probably not going to have a ton of stuff on board. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have to sacrifice anything most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's weird to have Fallen from Favor become an opening plot, but in Shadows it kind of mm-hmm. does. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Summer Harvest, if you time it right, you can get a ton of gold. Um, I might switch that one out with something else too. Uh, trading because when you can't get your locate your, you know, money locations, you need a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then Valar because it's funny to Valar a board state where you have no characters and your opponent has a bunch of uniques. Mm-hmm. And you win or you die because drawing is good and income five and initiative eight is good. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you can get most of your cards and shadows are on board. Because <laughs> the mm-hmm. other part is that you're running. 3x of every location and the locations are the Arbor, Red Wine Straits, Old Town, Undercity, Old Town, and then 1x Gate of the Moon, because the Gate of the Moon is always tutored out, right? Mm-hmm. So, Old Town and Undercity have a disgusting interaction with Scheming Septon, right? I'm sh- are you familiar? Uh, yeah, but if okay. you want to go ahead and sure. read it for the listeners. Oh, the listeners. You're, so, you're in for a treat. If you haven't seen this yet or you haven't heard about it yet, it's, it's the, it'll make you feel dirty when you do it. So, Scheming Septon is a two-cost, two-strength character with an intrigue and power icon, but none of that really matters because the whole point of Scheming Septon is to do the challenge action he has. He is a Shadows 2, so you pay fo- 2 to get him in Shadows 2 to come out, but most of the time I think I just play Scheming Septon straight. I don't usually put him out of Shadows unless I need a Shadows trigger for something. Um, as a challenge action, you can draw one card and gain two gold, and then you can put Scheming Septon on top of your deck, and you can do that once per phase, right? Mm-hmm. So with Old Town, it says, I'm sorry, with Undercity, it says, after a card you control comes out of shadows, look at the top three cards of your deck, put one in your hand, place one on the bottom, and place the other on top of your deck. So you use the scheming step, then get your money, draw your card, put them on top of the deck. Um, play another card out of shadows, which the deck is prone to do anyway, right? It's going to want to put cards out of shadows. And then you do that. And then you get to look at the top three cards of your deck. And this is limit once per phase as well. So you can do Old Town Undercity and look at the top three cards. Put that Septon Septon right back on top. Take one of them in your hand. And then put one on the bottom. Which at this point you have two gold and have drawn two cards now. Mm -hmm. And then you use Old Town. And you name a card. It says name a card type. Character, location, attachment, or event. Then reveal the top card of your deck. And if it's the card type, you draw it. And you gain one power for your faction. So... What you can do is if this card, uh, so you say character, you flick up, it's the Septon, Old Town gains a power and you draw it. So it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty cool little trick to get two gold, two cards, and a power. And then you can use that two gold to get something else out of Shadows. You can use that two gold for Bounty of Highgarden. Yeah, definitely. Pretty swan. There's there's a lot of little shenanigans you can do Mm -hmm. with this card. That's our spoiler episode. Uh, thanks for listening. It's called mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if we do we read, we read the title right. Unexpected Guile. Okay, good. Unexpected Guile. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, check out the deck list. It's another rough Kyle's on a Kyle deck list. So you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. And uh, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, and uh, let us know what you think. And we'll see or, you next. Oh what? Oh. Or hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Okay. It, since this is your what first round of making this deck. Yeah. 
if anyone out there wants to take Kyle's deck list and make it their own, please share it oh, so yeah. we can see. And let's start collaborating. Um, different ideas and things like that. So Heck yeah. If you think you can make it better, show us. Yeah, definitely. Because I just put cards in here I thought were cool. Because as I'm prone to do. But it could probably be better. But keep mm -hmm. the house and agenda the same. That's the challenge I, I offer to you. Try to keep that yes. that house agenda the same and see if you can make it function better. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. See you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Bearded Clansman of the Vale, a Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Come back next time where we talk more about Game of Thrones the card game.